Hi folks, I do not have any content warnings this week, which means I'll probably be back re-recording this in, you know, a half an hour or whatever. Second thing is uh, we have animals, and uh, one very loud dog who sleeps a lot more than she kind of did before, I think, I don't know. Um, chickens who aren't in the house, and uh, and cats who we swear at a lot. Which brings us to that third warning, which is we swear a lot. And so that's why we're marked explicit, not for any other reason, except we might have to, you know, address one of the cats by their full name with many explicatives in between. Indeed. Uh, hello, orange cat. As a matter of fact, speaking of cats who are, who are just up in business, hello, orange cat. Here, I'll clear a space for you in front of my desk. Um, hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity epi Alchemy episode 201. This is the very first episode of our fifth year. Woo! Uh, I would like to thank everyone for your outpouring of love um, when uh, over the loss of Ernie uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Just so many people, so much love. Thank you so much. Uh, and also, all of the people who heard my sort of call for guests and wrote in. I've yes. got I've got some interesting things um, that I'm trying to schedule out right now, including uh, we're going to have a visit with Dino. All right. So, and I know Dino's had some big changes, and uh, you know, some at, at work and with the pandemic and all that, and so it's going to be really, really great for all of y'all to catch up with Dino because I, you know, we email back and forth at least once a month. Um. It's it's funny how you, you 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 have an opportunity to interview someone and then you know three four years later you're friends and you just talk on the regular. It's pretty cool. Um, yes, Hound. Yeah, um, I agree. So I had talked, I guess, over the last two weeks about how I had a presentation coming up with yes, the big you boss. Have. Yeah, I. So today was the day. We're, oh, we're recording this on Wednesday. I first thing this morning, um, you know, shower, come down here, sign on. Get everything set up, and then 9 a.m., here we go, which was a very exhausting way to start the day. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, it was very well received, uh, not just like the presentation itself, but the discussion that came out of it and whatever. Everybody seems to think that this proposal, this thing I've been putting together for a month and a half now, two months, is actually a good thing. Yay! Including the, you know, one of the people who I fully expected to, like, start nitpicking it apart was very targeted. And, you know, uh, the it wasn't nitpicky. It was much more, how can we actually do this? I was so, I was, I was riding high for, for at least an hour after that. Just like, wow. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, it's, it's now we start to get to the hard part. Which is, if we're going to implement this, I can't actually implement it. I need, I can evangelize, I can advocate, but now it's up to managers and team leads and directors and, and people like that to say, this is a thing we're doing, and this is a thing we're going to try out. So, um, and they're like, well, how do you plan on doing this? I'm like, I can't, right? This is what I can do. And I got some feedback that, you know what? Thank you for, for being just like, no, this is not my responsibility to, to, do this, right? This is what I, you can do. And it's like a management chain thing, uh, which was, I, I mean, you know, which was really cool that somebody was like, no, it's good you recognize that. It's good to be upfront about the limits, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, so that was really good. Uh, we finished up All Hands last week. So much good content, um, in internal stuff. We talked about, uh, not like there were some really heavy technical panels I didn't necessarily get to, uh, but I went to things like here's the state of our, um, you know, reliability efforts and our service level organizations internally and just all this stuff that's, uh, you know, the sort of things I'm passionate about, people and processes. Um, and it was fantastic. It was really good. Really, really good. I love, I love seeing all the work my coworkers are doing. Um, so now I'm at that, uh, I'm, I'm looking for, uh, little things to do to improve our life until the next big project comes along. So, you know, and, and that is like an explicit directive, directive <laughs> from my manager, which is great. Uh, he was like, in our one on one this week, he was like, once you're done with that, all right, let's find some things you can just do in the next maybe three weeks that will make, like the life of an SRE at our company, a site reliability engineer, better, right? The, like projects for us, because there's a lot of those just sort of floating around that no one has time for because we don't make time for. Um, so I figure I'll, I've got a, a day or two of just, you know, knocking out little things before I find something I can really sink my teeth into for the next week or two. You know, pretty cool. Cool. Now you had... An amazingly productive week. Yes, and then a week of, uh, so far, frankly, blah. Yeah, but there's there's like an exciting thing on the horizon. There is? Yeah. Next Tuesday. Oh, that, yes. of June, your coffee shop opens back up for in-person. Yes, if if you're vaccinated and have the ma- and wear a mask when you're not eating or drinking, you can work at the coffee shop again. And all of my productivity recently has been, you know, the, I've been making Mondo word count because uh, I have not been at the house, basically. I've been yeah. going out to work, and that has helped enormously hound quit pawing at me. And... But the problem is that I've been going out to our local co-ops, like, outdoor seating area, but it's 90 degrees right now. Yeah. uh, No, we're down to 85 Fahrenheit right now. Oh, yay. Yay. Uh, So... I can only do that for so long. And and fortunately, I work faster when I'm in that. So, you know, I, I'm still knocking out, you know, my, my over a thousand words a day. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, I'm still sitting outside for two hours in 90 degree weather. Yeah. And that uh, that is physically a little taxing because, uh, and it would actually be much easier in Arizona because it would be a dry heat and in the shade, it would be much cooler. Right. But we yeah. have very high humidity, so it's just as hot in the shade because, you know, moisture and all. And uh, so they're going to reopen and they have air conditioning. And more importantly, they are my coffee shop. <laughs> so next week I will hopefully be able to go back and, uh, you know, get that little bit back to normal. And I am looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's 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 like a big step. It's like a milestone. Yeah. Being, being a threshold here that, oh my God, we can... We're starting to be able to do these things again. Exactly. So yeah. I'm I'm very happy about that. And uh, actually, no, I'm not very happy about that because I don't really believe it. Like <laughs> I I keep forgetting it's even a thing because it's so impossible that it could actually be happening. Right. But right. Uh, I'm sure I will be extremely happy once it happens. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah. 
And since it's way too hot to work in the garden, you know, I've gone back to the over a thousand words since I'm not, you know, doing yard work to compensate kind of thing. And uh, it's good. I mean, I'm still making way over, you know, my my necessary word count. It's just, I don't know. I, I think partly last week was so productive <laughs> that I sprained my brain a bit and partly... Uh, Honestly, PMS, you know, it yeah, happens. That's, I mean, I mean, and that's a thing, right? It's, it's that, you know, there are physical things that happen to our body that address our moods and people are just like, no, it's just blah, blah, blah. No, no, you just don't get, normally, mostly dudes. Yeah. Well, mostly dudes, yeah. the thing is that uh, honestly, things evened out so much when I got an IUD that it became a lot less of a a thing but uh yeah i was just i was just blah this week i'm still blah today honestly and uh, yeah, yeah but fortunately you know i realized why i was so you know mm-hmm. but and it's, it's always sort of a relief to go okay this this isn't like this is completely out of my control yes the the oh it's not the onset of crushing depression and despair Har, you know, harbinger, yeah, the harbinger yeah. of a midlife crisis where I will eventually have to quit being a writer and go join an ashram. Um, <laughs> I have no desire to go join an ashram. I don't know why I picked that as a thing to do in a midlife crisis. Uh, it's just that the hormones are, you know, kicking each other in the face and doing things. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been spending time with the chickens a little more. At least in the mornings and the evenings, when it's not so blasted hot out. Oh yeah, uh, the babies are all growing up. Uh, They're adorable because none of them have head feathers yet, but the rest of their right. bodies are filling out. So they they look like uh, like little fursuiters who have taken the heads off. Well, what's even funnier are the the pair of I guess the I would consider them like the youngest pair of the full size cushions. Mm-hmm who have got their wings and they've got like real leg feathers but they're still fluffy bodies and fluffy heads so they look more like uh, one of the ATSTs the, the two-legged walkers oh, in yeah. Star Wars toddling you know around the around the yard it's it's hysterical <laughs> um and uh, and Becky with the good feathers is healing yes uh she is now making a regular appearance on chicken cam because she's in with Lorge and uh, and Buffy and the babies, yes. where it is, there's no one there who's like really bothering her the same way. Yeah, uh, the two roosters that we have in the other pen think Becky is extremely sexy, <laughs> and this is not a thing one wants to encourage when Becky's back is healing. So, so she is in a hen apron so that it you know stays a little cleaner. But yeah, she's she's. Her back is is still healing and it's a mess and uh, yeah that so uh, it's but, hideous but she's healing I think that's that's the crazy part yeah no she's it, it's it's a gigantic scab now but it's disgusting it's revolting but <laughs> it's a scab not a you know like that was a big damn hole in a chicken and now it is just like the chicken's like yep mm-hmm. I'm walking around yeah. and scratching things and taking dust baths. <laughs> she was so happy to get that dust bath. Oh, yeah, you well. could tell. She was just like, oh, thank goodness. 
Um, Whenever anybody gets out of the hospital, the first thing they want to do is yeah. take a shower. So, you know. Yeah. And I'm really sorry about the, the clipping and the scraping noises that you probably just heard, but I, I had to adjust my microphone and cough at the same time. Ah, yes. So hopefully all they heard was the cough from, from you and not from me. Yeah. Anyway. So, yes, things are, uh-huh. are proceeding well, I suppose, here at, at Casa de Wombat. But, yeah, uh, um, we are, are moving our way into summer. God, summer. <sighs> Why? Yes. So I have an interview this week. Yes, it is what uh, you do. Yeah, the, the uh, honor of the first interview of year five goes to uh, Janu Brouwer, who is in the Netherlands. Wow. And who was recommended by by Natalie, who was like one of our guests in the first year, and I really need to catch up with her too. Uh, but we had a, a sit down to talk about um, not just the work she does and how she keeps that like organized because she is working to facilitate more sustainable healthcare, uh, but also about her personal coaching business, um, her ADHD. And the fact that in non-plague times, she organizes and runs LARPs. Oh. Yeah, so writes storylines and, and all that stuff. So it was um, just amazing. And we will have all of that for you right after this. Here today with Jeannot, and I'm very excited because this is this is a, a an interview that we started talking about doing uh, in June of last year, and so now we are finally able to get to it, and so I'm just thrilled. Um, uh, Jeannot, can you introduce yourself a little better and tell us what you do? All right. Um... Notes don't want to open. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I end up taking everything on paper notes for these because I don't want anybody to hear the tack, tack, tack as I'm pounding on the keyboard. So. <laughs> yeah. I um. I'm trying to pull it up, and it doesn't want to open any other windows than this window. Which is uh, oh, there we are. There we are. Very, very frustrating right. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I am Janu. I live I work in communications, um, and my I work for a program that facilitates uh, more sustainable healthcare. Um, so, uh, especially over the past year, uh, a lot of doctors and nurses and other medical staff have noticed how much um, we're throwing away, how, uh, how many face masks, gowns, everything. But uh, it's been going for longer than that. And we're trying to uh, make a change in that. 
uh, I have uh, also started doing personal coaches, uh, coaching sessions um, over the last year, uh, mostly uh, um, remote at the moment because I'm in a risk group. Uh, I uh, help uh, creative and or neurodivergent people. There's a large overlap. Uh, be more actively authentic. So I have ADHD myself, mixed type, uh, diagnosed at the um, age of 30. Uh, and I noticed for myself, I, um, I learn best through actually doing uh, things and seeing things rather than have someone tell me your, your thoughts are wrong, have better thoughts. Uh, so uh, I, I do talk and ask questions, uh, but I also uh, go out uh, and walk with people and uh, we do uh, visual or spatial exercises. Um, and uh, right now that's happening over the phone or video calls. Uh, and I do a lot of different things. So um, uh, in uh, years that are not plague years, I'm also uh, an ALARP organizer for Games of Party participants. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, uh, and LARPs, I would, uh, not everyone is, uh, as has been obvious over the last year or so, is really aware of what a LARP actually is. Um, so uh, LARPs are live games or experiences uh, where you are basically your own avatar for the role you're playing. Uh, and it's a medium, uh, not so much a genre. A lot of people will think of, you know, buffer fantasy type uh, games, but it can be very competitive and combat oriented, but it can also be cooperative or dramatic or a million other things. Uh, personally, I like to design games that uh, explore uh, interpersonal relationships and normalish people in unusual circumstances. So I've, uh, I've done about uh, a small part of World War II in the Netherlands, um, and that, that looked at a very isolated group and how their dynamics worked. It was uh, actually a lot of fun. Is weird to say about a game about the war. Uh, and I read a lot. I have a bunch of hobbies and I sew for mundane wear and LARP purposes, and that is what I do. <laughs> wow, that's a lot going on. I'm I'm excited about the whole like and I'm going to call it non-traditional because the only LARPs I've ever like been involved in are things like um, World of Darkness, Vampire the Masquerade, or Fantasy. And so I find it uh, like I've seen others at some of the conventions we've attended, um, like a horror sort of themed or you know the spy thriller kind of thing that is an emphasis on that. Um, on so much the buffer, the fighting, or the, you know, struggle for power thing. And uh, so that, I find that just fascinating. Yeah, and uh, we uh, here in the Netherlands uh, and a lot of countries around us, we also basically started out doing the the D&D-inspired mm -hmm. games. So 
Yeah, but over the, the past um, decade or so there, uh, and I'm probably going to forget about people who started this earlier who were really, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's become more of a thing uh, over the last years, uh, also influenced by the Nordic countries. So sometimes they call it Nordic LARP, um, but nobody can agree on what that actually means. So, okay. Uh, it's it's like the the whole um, Scandinavia and the world comic that really emphasizes the differences in all of the Nordic countries just through the little individual avatars. Um, so, yeah, cool. Um, so, you have a lot going on. How do you keep that all organized? Uh, sometimes I don't. <laughs> I um like I said, I have ADHD myself, so I am um, uh, sometimes I'm not very organized, uh, but when I am, uh, I use uh, a mix of uh, physical and digital um, uh, tools. Uh, I'll, I'll get into systems and habits uh, okay. later. Um, and I try to... Um, uh, try to have everything uh, as much as possible uh, in a sort of visual medium. Uh, so I try to have things where uh, I try to have things where I use them. So uh, my meds are where I have my breakfast in the morning. So I see my meds and go, hey, maybe I should take my meds. Uh because if I can't see it, it does not exist. Uh, object permanence is a thing that happens to other people. I'm very familiar with that as well. My wife uh, was <laughs> recently diagnosed with um, ADHD, and so um, same thing, right? If there's a reminder or something around to say, hey, did you take your pills? It is time to take your pills. Pills might not get taken. Right. And so that's, you know, it, it's um, it's a thing. Object permanence. Yeah, I, I do love that phrase. Object permanence happens to other people because it is it is very true for so many of us. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, I've been following Ursula since the Lothlorien days before. Oh, Elf OK. Elf. So this is a weird parasocial thing where I know much more about you guys than you know about me. <laughs> I figured it was time to sort of uh, balance that a little. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm making a note of since Lothlorien. Um, and for those who don't know, who may not have been following that long, that is the, the predecessor to a site called Elfwood, which was one of the early art and story hosting sites that eventually kind of not consumed, but uh, was overrun by things like DeviantArt and LiveJournal and and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, no, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, uh, so, yeah, so object permanence, physical and digital. Do you want to talk about, like, the, the physical stuff you use now and the digital, or do you want to get into that with the systems and habits question? Um, because I'm guessing the two are interrelated. I, I, I'll get into that with systems and habits. I have like uh, almost half a page of systems and habits. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but I, I try to I try to just be curious and try different things and cycle things in and out as uh, as needed. Um, and I try to sort of see myself as my uh, I try to see myself as a designer and also see myself as a client. I try to see what are my requirements, what are my um, restraints, uh, what's going to work. Uh, and I try to, uh, if I really want to make something happen, uh, I try to rope in someone for accountability. Uh, so I, I set an appointment with you today, so that means I need to be here. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and I think that's something a lot of people don't think about so much is um, having an accountability partner. I, I really think that is a really good thing, um, even if it's even if you're in two completely unrelated fields, having someone to check in and go, I know you were working on a thing. How is that going? You know exactly. And accountability as a service is actually something that exists. There are uh, services that have you. Uh, that hook you up with a random accountability partner or their accountability groups, uh, especially uh, various ADHD uh, um, places have accountability groups mm -hmm. uh, to make that happen. Wow. I, I might have to find some links because that's um, that may be very helpful now that we don't have quite the same social interactions like in person where you're going to see somebody at the coffee shop every day who's going to go, how's that manuscript going? Or uh, I heard you had a big report coming up uh, for work. How's that going kind of thing? Yep. Yeah, it's really good for that. All right. So do you want to tell us about the systems and habits you use? Yeah. So um, like I said, uh, I need to be able to see things or they don't exist uh, has as a consequence that I uh, need to uh, think about where, where I put things in my house. Um, where am I going to have dirty laundry? I need to have, uh, I need to have some sort of hamper or something there. I need to have something to put my dirty laundry in. Where am I going to, what is the last place I pass before I uh, leave the house? Uh, that becomes my staging area where I put things that need to come with me. So my house is on some level my to-do list. So um, I, uh, and if I can't put something where I see it, I mean, if you need something out of the fridge, uh, if you have a giant thing that only really fits in my house in one place and it's not the place I'm going to pass before I leave, then I try to use placeholders. So like a sheet of paper that says, bring your lunch from the fridge, damn it, this time. <laughs> or something similar. There is a very large note in very big colorful letters uh, on the back of our front door so that you see it every time you are leaving the house, specifically for Ursula that says, did you take your pills? <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. And sometimes for some people, they need to move these things a little mm -hmm. so they don't get uh, completely blind to them. 
So that's the thing. Uh, I should probably show you my planner. Uh, you, you have, you a, have a planner. Oh, yeah, I no, have you have a, a planner. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. One sec. <laughs> Y'all just do not know how excited I am when people share their their planners with me. Oh, you do. You listen. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, um, yes, it's a cult, but I have a uh, bullet journal oh, wow. of yeah. sorts. And it uses the the instead of the the standard A5 like uh, portrait, you're using the yeah. uh, something more like a um, landscape. A, a landscape, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I have two landscape pages to have that gives me one week at a glance. Um, because if I can't see it, it does not exist. Right. Uh, that, I uh, divide every page into four uh, columns, uh, one for each day, and a um, currently a uh, tada section, which is uh, uh, two done. <laughs> this awesome. uh, so, um, and I usually have a, a little. I have stickers now of where I am in this month. Uh, and so that's the, yeah, and well, that's actually a washi tape sticker. They have washi tape stickers now. Yeah. Uh, I I really like having stickers for my planner, but I uh, I don't believe in going super fancy. So some weeks I just have uh, a bit of a marker and just mm -hmm. have the days. Um, at the moment, I uh, try to have a little time bar next to my day uh, that uh, I color in uh, because I have a tendency to try and cram too much in one day. <laughs> so if a day looks kind of full, it's probably kind of full. So I, that's... I can say I do something similar with the weekly page. I use the, the big letter size, US letter size, but the color, each color on the checkbox. So I've colored in the checkboxes with the highlighter and the color actually represents whether it's home or work. So that way, and then, yeah, you're right. I can look at a day like there, there's, oh no, that's the habit tracker, but I can look at the one day and say, that day is very full, right? Like through here, just by looking at the colors to go, I have a lot to do for work or I have a lot to do for, for the house on that day and can sort of balance accordingly. And then there's the, you know, the things I haven't had a chance to color code yet because they were added, like, last night as I was finishing up work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done color coding for a while, and now I just have a color for um, which month it is and everything's that color. Uh, I, I have, if the system becomes too complicated, I have trouble keeping track of it. So um, I only do habit tracking and things like that uh, for as long as it feels uh, helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I can't keep up with it or if it stops feeling helpful, then I stop. And that's okay. Yeah. So um, 
I like to try things for a while. I have a different planner. Um, I have undated planners because I don't know if I will just skip a week here and there. And I don't need to stare me in the face like that. So I have undated planners. It's basically a dot grid notebook. Um, and every time I finish one, I uh, get a new one. This one is a, uh, a Rhodia uh, notebook. And it's really nice paper. It doesn't really bleed through um, very badly. So that's uh, that's nice. Um, I do like Rhodias, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've I've had their their dedicated uh, bullet journal, um, and that that was good too. I like that. Um, I uh, I have the page marker ribbons. Uh, I got special page marker ribbons that you can stick in yourself. Yeah, and yeah. Those are those are good. Yeah, I. So, I the ones you find here are mostly around here are page marker ribbons for your Bible. You just slip in the back. And I'm like, I I, I want them for my planners that don't come with them. It's not so, but that's U.S. culture, I'm thinking. Probably. Uh, We've got a Bible blob, but it's not quite <laughs> the same. Fair. Fair, fair. So yeah, no, just this, these uh, these are just they're not there's not little uh, there's no little crosses on uh, on them or anything. You can just use them for whatever. Yeah, they're they're more sized specifically to like specific edition spines, so that you can just like buy it and put it in or whatever. It's it's. So I've had I've bought them and then trimmed them to fit like a planner or or a notebook. <laughs> That wouldn't otherwise fit in. <laughs> hey, that works. And usually they're synthetic, yeah. so you can just uh, gently melt the edges and uh, it'll be mm -hmm. fine. Um, I actually, uh, usually I have my planner on a stand where I can see it uh, close to my meds. Um, so it's basically just an IKEA tablet stand, uh, but it lets me see the week and it gives me time to go, oh, Wait, that was tomorrow. Maybe I should do something about that. So, um, so it it's it sits like the 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 tablet. So it's like a almost like a little lectern. Yeah. With it right there. Yeah. yeah okay. It's a mini lectern. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know it's it's really it's really useful. I've heard people um, I've heard about people using like uh, the hangers you use for pants that clamp onto your pants. Uh, some people use those to uh, put up their uh, their bullet journal, journal or planner somewhere where they will uh, see it as they walk by or when they're sitting at their desk. Yeah. Oh, and that seemed kind of involved, but I I <laughs> uh, saw my I saw my uh, tablet stand and I thought, hey, that would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's what I uh, do. I usually only do like one or two weeks at a time. Uh, once a week, I generally just sit down and I take my phone, which has my long-term uh, plans and um, it has reminders, two reminders for everything. Uh, again, long-term memory. 
uh, and I sit down and I copy out everything that uh, seems like it needs to be in there. And I put in my, um, I'm doing yoga from home at the moment, but those I also put in and they come out of a, a, a separate app, uh, which I would, I really, really wish they would make it compatible with iCal because oh, it's, yeah. it's not. But it's I, a bit I, of a thing. There are, are um, so many apps I'm finding that it's like, this app would be great, but it doesn't talk to... Like, it has its own calendar and tracking. It doesn't talk to, like, the one that everybody else uses. Or it has its own, like, sync service, so you have to use theirs, and suddenly it's like, but I, I have all of these other services, but I guess that's how they get paid past cost of app, right? Um and I, I do find it frustrating. It, the calendar and the task integration thing, the to-do list integration thing, where it doesn't talk to the built-in calendar or the built-in to-do list is always frustrating. Like, there's perfectly yeah. good stuff here. Why don't you just use that? Why invent your own thing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, less than ideal, but usually uh, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I have um, I have weekly ro routines uh, for things like uh, laundry day. So we have um, we pay less for electricity on off-peak hours. Okay. I don't know if that's a thing in the U.S. No, not. Yeah. I mean, it depends on. Welcome to the U.S.'s free market. It depends, or free. I'm putting that in air quotes because generally. Wherever you live, you have a specific electric company that has basically a limited monopoly on that particular area. So a lot depends on where you live, what the company is, what the what the local regulations are. So there is, uh, in some places, there is a concept of it costs less in off-peak hours. In other places, is it 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 doesn't cost less. It's just um, metered, just 100% metered. So if you do it at 10, in, uh, 10 at night, it costs you exactly the same as if it you do it at 10 in the morning. On the other hand, you know, I like to do it at 10 in the morning because I, the laundry room is, is just beside me, so I'll remember to move it. Sometimes, I mean, you understand, yeah, if you don't have that reminder, sometimes it'll be 24 hours, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have to move <laughs> the laundry from the washer to the dryer. Yeah. Yeah, if I, if I missed the washer singing the song of its people, then I might forget for a couple hours and then go, I had some laundry running, maybe I should check up on that. Yeah. yeah. I usually get in trouble. It's, it's the first thing in the morning going... Crap, this is my last pair of underwear. That's always a problem. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so you talked about iCalendar, so I'm going to go with you're an Apple user. Yeah, I sort of inherited an, uh, an iPhone from, uh, uh, from a past job, and it's still working, so I haven't uh, bought anything new. <laughs> Generally, I get a new phone when uh, my uh, old phone catastrophically fails. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do have to say that um, I recently moved from Android back to iPhone, uh, recently being in the last year. And I am so disgustingly happy with it. It It's, yeah. Um, and they do have a really long life now, much better than the... It will last you two years, and then we're just going to stop up. Oh, hello! Is that oh, that's Sergi? that's Sergey. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's oh oh he's discovered um, he's discovered Chicken TV. I have the live stream of the chickens <laughs> running on the TV behind me, and he'll he'll watch that for a while. So yeah, that's Sergey. Um. Right, so reminders, I guess you're using the, the built-in reminder and yeah. calendar and, yeah, I do like, I like reminders. I wish it had a couple more features, but that's okay because it's right there and it works. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what do you, what do you keep your notes in? Um, so. The long-term I ones, don't... obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Uh, I don't keep a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of notes uh, most of the time. I um, uh, if it's uh, if it's a website or it has a website, then it becomes one of my many many browser tabs, <laughs> <laughs> which I go through every now and then, uh, and uh, then uh, that will. Uh, uh, that will remind me what I was looking at. Uh, I I just put things uh, in uh, in text files uh, if I need them. I can't really put anything anywhere where I won't see it, and that includes uh, digital uh, apps. Right. Uh, I've tried a lot of to-do lists and things like that, and it just I just can't. I get enthusiastic and I set it up and I use it for a week and then I don't. I yeah, I'm finding that the the digital reminders are very good and to-do lists are very good for um again, long-term kind of storage um and also uh yeah, like if I'm, you know, it's Close to bedtime, I need to remember to do a thing. I'll say, hey, assistant, remind me tomorrow. No, I didn't I didn't actually mean it. Uh, cancel. Stop. Stop that. Okay. Um, the problem with, you know, uh, uh, it, if, however, I didn't even say its name, and it just cropped up like that. So now I know there's, there's more than one keyword for it. That's useful. Um, yeah, uh, but for things that, like, the daily things and things that are going to be important, I, I put it in the physical because it's right there. Like, it's a separate column on my weekly view, so it's always in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will sometimes take paper notes as well. Um, that That's, uh, if it's just a short uh, note, then, then that works fine. Um, where uh, our, our desktop... I hate typing on my phone, so I try to not do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're uh, we're running Ubuntu Linux on our computers because uh, everything that 
gets bogged down with Windows for, can run for at least another three, four years uh, if you uh, uninstall Windows and just put Ubuntu on it. <laughs> I my uh, my yeah. professional life is is yeah a, I am a Linux I've been a Linux administrator for do the math don't do the math twenty years and um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah I've, you know, uh, the deployment for work uh, is all Ubuntu and my personal server is Ubuntu and my desktops are not because a lot of the stuff I do on desktops is more cutting edge, right? So I've tried. I have a dedicated Linux laptop that I have used, and I go back and I check, and it yeah, it's Ubuntu. And <laughs> uh, but every it's just like there comes a point with my use case, my use case, not everybody's, like, but my use case where trying to get things to work takes up more time than actually working. And that's the that's a problem, right? That's that's really a problem for me. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple times where there was an update, and then I spent a day trying to get my printer to work again. But that hasn't happened recently, so I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I printers and I don't get Ursula is the printer whisperer. I personally believe that every printer should see the one scene from Office Space to remember that this is what happens to bad printers, mm-hmm. and. Um, but uh, that's you know, but they 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 don't listen to me. They listen to her. Printers, I, like printers and Linux, have always been like the bane of my existence. I, I think the first time I'm, I was a, yeah, I guess they've all expired now. I was a Red Hat certified engineer back in the day, and like the one thing I missed on the practical test was the printer working. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, love. I love Ubuntu. I love Linux. I love many of the things that uh, that they're doing with it. If you, um, for those of you at home, if you haven't tried the uh, Pop OS offshoot of Ubuntu from System76, that's actually my favorite Ubuntu derivative right now because the the user interface and the things they've done to make it quote friendlier on their machines and it it works on any machine, but as just amazing. I mean, really good stuff in there. I'll link to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just making note, but you know. So yeah, that's uh, so. I'm I'm just lo- and using LibreOffice if I need to uh, make notes that are a little longer, uh, like the notes I'm consulting for uh, for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I I'm actually halfway through my. Um, systems and habits list is running oh, cool. a little long. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's fine. That's fine because uh, I think I think having the comprehensive view is really important, especially for someone who is not neurotypical or you know, because anyone can learn from these strategies and tools. And I love. It. So don't don't sweat it. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, um, uh, I I work part time uh, in communications, and they gave me a managed laptop, and that has Outlook, and I don't get to install anything on it, which is generally a good plan, mm-hmm. because end users are going to end use. Oh yeah. Uh, but 
that also means I can't install anything fancy on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just use Outlook uh, tasks and uh, and uh, the planner for it. What I use at work. And I mean, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, um, one of the few things I believe Microsoft got right in the pre... The prior to the current President Nadala um, CEO was Outlook. Like it was a best in it is a best in breed app, and it is by far the benchmark that business email calendar and tasks are measured. You know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy uh, with it. I I use some of the. Uh, I, I use some of the, the tagging and uh, color coding uh, options as well. Uh, so um, I, uh, I we send out a newsletter every month. Uh, uh, people will give me, oh, this is this might be good for the newsletter. Uh, I will give it a uh, a color. Uh, this is and this is the uh, orange is uh, the upcoming newsletter. Green is the one that. Uh, that's after that, and then I can just uh, filter it uh, by the color, mm-hmm. and that works. Box zero person, I take it, because I, I was going to say I'm an inbox zero person, that everything has its place, and... Yeah, but then I remembered, object permanence is for other people, and if it's not in your inbox, you're going to forget about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, I I heard about it, and it seems like a nice concept uh, if it works for you, but it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for you. That's Yeah, no, nope. that's fine. So uh, I do uh, I drive things, uh, and I do mark them as done, and... Um, I don't keep everything in my inbox forever, but I do uh, keep it there if it's not dealt with. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Then I try to do the thing where if you can do it in a couple minutes, you just do it right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, uh, that's basically how I do work. And I have a separate um, workshop slash office. Uh, it's in a building that's going to be demolished soon, so the rent is really, really, really low. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able to afford it if it had been like actual office rent pricing. That's just right, not right, going right. to happen. Um, but it's uh, uh, a lot of the time, if if a building is going to get torn down, um, whoever's uh, whoever's in there is going to leave, and it's going to be vacant for a while and they want to make sure that nobody sets fire to it or whatever. Right, uh, right. So you get a really low rent. That's good to have. Uh, it gives me somewhere to go and it lets me just close the door behind me. Yeah. How often do you end up having to, I guess, um, find a new one? Uh, I've moved twice now. Okay. So, um, and that's over the last three or four years. It's actually pretty good. Uh, planning permission tends to take longer than 
um, developers uh, tend to assume. So. <laughs> right, so you can go in and then it's basically like everybody who was there knows that the building is going away, so they've moved to a more permanent location. But it's still yeah. maybe two years before all the planning and the permits to actually do the job. Wow. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's a really good a good option if you can if you live somewhere that's you know fairly urban and does this kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, we tend. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say a lot of businesses or, or building owners tend not to demolish things until they literally cannot be repaired anymore. Like they're being condemned. Therefore, okay, now we'll tear it down. Um. Because, uh, again, in urban areas, real estate is at a premium here, especially for business. And so they want to, they don't want to have to tear, they don't want to tear anything down or interrupt that revenue stream unless they have to. Yeah. So we're one of the most densely populated countries in the world. Um, and anything that's not getting used, um, after a while, people start looking at it and going, mm -hmm. Maybe we want to have some housing here. Uh, maybe we want to have a new office. Uh, they keep building new office buildings, even mm -hmm. if there's, you know, new uh, vacant buildings nearby because it has to be their special office building. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so we anything that that uh, is vacant for a while, uh, you can usually uh, get some options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So the interesting thing is that I, I work for Elastic, which was, I guess, originally founded in the Netherlands. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so we, that, that explains a lot about sort of our remote office culture, because, you know, it was at a premium small company, maybe get that short term, short term air quotes, rental thing, but... Yeah, interesting. I'll have to I'll have to ask some of the the longer term people about that next time I, I get a chance to to speak with them. It's not something that happens often, but we're very, you know, they're the the hierarchy is not necessarily. Oh no, I can't possibly talk to him because he's a C level executive. It's it's much more relaxed. So cool. It's apparently, a very Dutch uh, thing that we're not really much into the hierarchy thing. Yeah. Except when you are, or when we are. Except so. when we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, then it becomes complicated because mm -hmm. you 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 uh, call this person by his first name, but he's still your boss, and things just got complicated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so separate workspace and office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, then we go into final into the final third of my list. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, I try to uh, I, br I try to break up uh, my tasks into uh, achievable goals. Uh, but if if I break it down too small, I get overwhelmed. So I try not to overplan, not to get overly specific. Uh, that then goes in onto um, either a, a paper to-do list. Uh, I have paper to-do lists uh, near my computer, like um, 
put in your hours for this week uh, so that the company can uh, can build them for it. Um, and I also have, if I can hold it up, something that might look sort of familiar to you. Oh, wow. That's a Kanban board. <laughs> it kind is. of. Kind of, yeah. It's, um, uh, oh, it's, um, it's a whiteboard. Uh, I have uh, magnetic uh, sticky notes. Um, it's a really nice system. It comes in various um, colors, and uh, they're um, they're erasable, so you can uh, rinse them off with water. Um, which which ones? Yeah. Like which? Um, uh, these are made by uh, by Pat Boards. Uh, they're not sponsoring me or anything. I just really yeah, 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 yeah. like them. Um, but they have, they also have a system that you can put on uh, like a window or something, which is really good for people who are unexpectedly working from home a lot longer than they might have expected and don't have random whiteboards sitting around. I'm a, I'm a big fan of um, the movers. Um, recently, the mover race, they're now kickstarting probably over by the time this goes live. But they have the – hold on, let me pull down my little ah! – that's that's the problem with the magnetic board is the moment I take it off the magnets, it's sometimes gravity is not my friend, um, but they have these little boards with the magnetic, these are little magnetic post-it notes, and I, this is my work Kanban, so it's got, um, you know, uh, a freezer, a backlog, to-do, doing, and done, and so that way I can quickly look up. Because I, it's uh, the the little board is attached magnetically to the top of my work monitor, and I can just look up and see what's where. Um, again, object, you know, if if I if it isn't visible necessarily, I may lose, I may lose track of it. Probably will lose track of it. But if I can look up and you know, if somebody says what's the status of X, and I can look up and go, okay, that's in my doing column. Right, so I can yeah. say uh, that's in progress and look up the ticket or whatever that that details that. Um, Sergey, this is not optimal. I need to take notes and cannot <laughs> just love 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 Sergey right now. But okay, like Rarity, he's lying here and allowing me to rub his belly, and it's not a trap. He's he's just all about it. So yeah, so you, wow. you have to do it. It's the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and the fact that he keeps grabbing my pen while I'm trying to write. Yeah, buddy. Ah, that, that is a little annoying. Uh, the, the, the thing I do with these um, uh, magnetic stickies is um, I try to uh, take a small stack off the board and have them as my working pile. And you can just sort of stagger them. Yeah. Even, oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so you can see all the... Uh, all your to-dos, and then just pick one. I will uh, talk a little about how I choose what I do first later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, um, please send me a link to those in case I can't find it when you get a chance. Yeah. Um, no rush. Yeah, I can, uh, <laughs> I'll make a note. I can hear other people, like, in the future when this airs, I can, I can already hear the people going, where do I get those, where do I get those? Because... Those are just cool. 
Yeah, and they're Dutch. Well, originally Dutch. They're international now. Oh, so that's cool. Um, I also have a uh, a chore deck uh, that goes in a chore box. Mm-hmm. So some things have to happen every week or every month or whatever. And I, I do you want to see it or describe as well, whatever um, works for you. Well, I can see it, but the people listening people can't, can't see it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I have things like um, we recycle. We have uh, like five types of ash. So I have a card for each of those. Take out, uh, take out the glass recycling. Take out the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the box. And whenever you've done it, you put your you put your card in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever the card comes up, you go, oh hey, it, and do we have enough glass to take it out? Oh, so it's like a it's 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 like a uh, an index card box, and you're just, yeah. We did something similar when I was a disc jockey. Um, so that because we had we had different boxes, interesting organizational, right? We had different boxes for how often we were going to play certain songs. Right. This is back in the day before. Okay, people, I'm old. Just accept that. When <laughs> it was all like physical records on turntables, um, not digital. So we would have a box of these are the here's the top ten this week. These are the ones we want to play very frequently. Here's the top. 50 songs are the, you know, numbers 11 through 50. We want to play those frequently, but not as frequently as the others because there's more of them and we can cycle through. And then, you know, there's the here's everything else. And um, that one was more random. But, you know, so we could just be like, okay, you know, here's um, something from the top 10 uh, to the top 50, and then something from elsewhere in the whatever, and um, you know, once you played it, uh, if it was an actual record, you put it in the back so you wouldn't play it again, and it would slowly move forward. Um, if it was a cartridge, I it was like, try to play something once a day, so the cartridge, like, the end of the day would be, okay, now I, or the end of a shift would be, now I have to clean up and put all the cartridges back, and all the records I had played that were part of that anything goes sort of section back. Um, so I didn't uh, play them again and again and again, because they weren't meant to be played again and again and again. Um, but you're doing that with chores, basically. Yeah. 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 Some things oh. are really, really obvious. I mean, if, you're, uh, uh, if your bins are overflowing, you know to change it out, mm-hmm. but especially the green bin, even if it's not full, it needs to be taken out. Right. Uh, or things are going to get very, very interesting very soon. So that's uh, something uh, we're using uh, also for things like cleaning the windows, because if you don't do that for five years, you're definitely going to have a lot more sunlight suddenly. <laughs> uh, so that's a, that's a chore box or a chore deck. Mhm. That's that's cool. I like yeah. that. I had I haven't even thought about doing that with some things, but that that makes a lot of sense. That's groovy. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've really had to think about how to make things uh, visual mm-hmm. uh, because that's uh, that's how I how I work and this is how I learn. 
uh, if I can see it, it exists and I can interact with it um, and it can remind me. So I also, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm not really getting anything done. Okay. Really depressing. Um, so, uh, I've said, uh, sometimes I cycle things in and out and experiment with things. Uh, and one of the things I use sometimes uh, is the done jar. So I put all my, uh, um, to-do lists and all my, uh, cards because I have a, I have a pretty big deck of cards by now. Uh, I put those in a jar, um, like a cookie jar or... Uh, a glass jar, and at the end of the week, I, I can see. Okay, I got things done. Yeah. Uh, a right normal week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So on a normal week, uh, on a, uh, I have my Tada list, my done list in my planner, and that will work fine. But sometimes I just need to see it uh, to feel it. Yeah, um, and and that's something uh, I know we've struggled with. Is like it, it's really hard to see sometimes that you made a lot of progress in a week. Like I have a really long running project, but because it's all like one big ticket with a whole bunch of different sections and checkboxes and how things need to be done. You just look at it and you go, oh, that one's still not done. You don't feel like you're making that much progress without like having to really search into it and dig into it. But you've got it so that now you can just be like, man, I don't think I made progress on anything. Dump the jar out and there's a pile. Oh, right. Yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's something I sometimes uh, cycle in for a couple of weeks if I'm feeling a little out or a little bit like I'm just you know spinning my wheels and not really getting anything done or to-do lists I also uh, sometimes uh, use uh, some uh, paper prototyping techniques um, people and past guests on the show have commented about how they like to strike out or not strike out things uh, on to-do lists so, uh, but if you have a to-do list, you can also fold it so you don't see your uh, thing that you've already done. Uh, but it's still there, so you can feel accomplished when you've done all the things. But things like that can be uh, really helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you can also hide things you don't need to do yet by folding them away. Uh, so I've found that helpful, and it doesn't. Uh, it, it does some things. I mean, paper prototyping was essentially designed to do digital things in a paper space, so you don't mm -hmm. need to program it to show it to people. Right. So that also works. Uh, it also works if you don't have a digital equivalent. It just uh, works on itself. I found. That's cool. Uh, I, I never even thought of that. Yeah, no, That's it's, really it's cool. uh, yeah. I, I, so I sometimes make websites and I, I saw people do that and I thought, hey, I can use that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have a handful of small things I also do. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and most of them are still physical. So uh, I um, I limit uh, how many um, many many people I meet up with in a week uh, to uh, three ish per week. Usually, I mean the, these week the plague times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't really been uh, an issue, but. It, um, usually I would um, limit it to three-ish uh, appointments or uh, going to a movie or hanging out with people, stuff like that. And then have a fourth, um, you know, I have some extra energy, let's go do a thing uh, slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friends started doing that and it works for me as well. I'm an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a sociable introvert and yeah. I get bored if I don't see people, but I'm still an introvert. So yeah, need to plan for that. That that extra energy it takes for the in-person. Um, no one believes I'm an introvert when they see me like on one of these calls or at a con or uh, you know an appearance or something like that. But what people don't necessarily see is how after that I have to, I come home and I become a hermit for a week or two or three. Or I've been a hermit for the last year and I'm not sure if I'm just so pleased with that or if I'm going to go just insane with energy when I finally get to hang around more than my household on the regular again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah, people forget that uh, introversion, extroversion, or the continuum. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Jung who said that if you're a hundred percent an introvert or a hundred percent an extrovert, you would be completely non-functional. So mm-hmm. everyone's on in the middle somewhere. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's uh, let's 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 finish. This. <laughs> <laughs> I um uh for my private email I use Gmail uh because it's there. Yep. And I don't want to have to think about it. I uh I sometimes use the pause uh function. Mm-hmm. Like if I have a, a dentist appointment and I don't really need to have it sitting around my inbox until the week before the appointment, I will just mm-hmm. put it in my uh, put it in my phone planner and uh, also uh, pause that until it's almost that time. Mm-hmm. And I usually between my phone and my email, I will um, uh, I will remember, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, I've uh, that one a lot more myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. It it used to be like a premium feature, I think, but it's now standard, so that's good. Uh, labs, because I I don't think. Or maybe it was only on the the professional uh, like self might have like been. The, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know they I've had it have, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they don't have a premium premium, but it was like a special thing and then it just uh, was uh put into the normal Gmail. So I use that. Uh I, I pause things, uh I uh, put things on, on red uh or I star things. Uh, but unread seems to work better for me than starring them. 
And about once a month, I archive things that need archiving so they don't sit around my inbox. And then I hope I still remember that I've got them. Is essentially what I do for email. <laughs> I was going to say one of the, the the power feature, I think, in Gmail that just sort of head and shoulders above everybody else is the fact that because they're a search engine, that archive is completely 100% searchable and fast. It is very rare when I... And I've got... I actually cleaned a bunch out, so I no longer have 60,000, 70,000... No, I I currently have 60,000 in the archive, but that's just... That covers 2019... Or, or 2020 to current, um, I had archived off the other 150,000 messages I have. On the, you know, <laughs> download your data um, so I can open it up with another with an external program. By the way, when when you do a download your data, they send you your email in inbox format, which means you can okay. use Thunderbird or Mutt to open it up. Um, that is good. Yeah, it very so and. Then it becomes a local search and it moves that much faster and it's it's cool, um, but yeah, their search function is really fast, really really fast, um, and I've always found that very very impressive. And like that's that may be the killer feature on theirs is you can have all that email and then search it at a moment's notice. Yeah, so that's basically what I do. I only run into mm-hmm. trouble when people. Um, give their their emails uh, really uh, unintuitive uh, titles or things like that. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm good. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the only other uh, digital tool that I use a lot is uh, Asana. So oh, uh, when okay. I'm yeah, so when I'm running a LARP or um doing something else that needs project management. Uh, I use Asana. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you can have like an, uh, uh, a Kanban type board mm-hmm. if you want. Um, it's, it's visual, so you can easily see which things are uh, to-dos and which things are done. Uh, so it's good for working with other people. You can send people reminders. You can invite them to look at things or comment on things, so that's good. Uh, and the the big selling point for me um, was uh, celebrations. So, oh. Asana, uh, if uh, if you finish something, uh, every few things that you finish, you get uh, confetti and uh, a unicorn or yeti or narwhal uh, galloping over your screen. And there's actually a check mark to have extra celebrations. I've been, I've been evaluating, reevaluating, playing with different online to do things again, trying to make things a little, you know, smoother and, and whatever. And I had no idea Asana did that. I am so going to have to look at that. <laughs> so they they have they also have a lot of other features that yeah. um, uh, many of those uh, uh, 
project management type things uh, only have in the paid options. So I thought the free version was already pretty good. Um, and uh, no, the celebrations just really uh, uh, made it for me. So, <laughs> and I, I only use that when I'm when I have a definite project because I will forget to check it if I'm not uh, if I'm not doing anything specific that needs it. So that's yeah. uh, what I use on a digital level. Um, we also do meal planning, so we uh, plan our meals for a week. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, have a freezer inventory list if we have any uh, leftovers that we freeze because we will forget because we can't see what's in the freezer until we open right. the freezer. Uh, and while we're in the kitchen anyways, uh, we have a fridge, um, like an erasable calendar, a dateless calendar for that month. Uh, so we can write on who's home, who's not home, who's having dinner, who's... Uh, Outside of plague times, bringing a friend for dinner, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's our kitchen. Uh, I have two uh, other things that I do, practices. I uh, uh, sometimes uh, go for a reality check to uh, my partner or someone just go, okay, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And yep. just talking about things, rubber ducking uh, helps a lot. <laughs> Uh, and some things I um, something some things I try to delegate. Uh, we had um, a few hours of cleaning every month um, before, and we'll have again because we are points nine of one fully functional adults. Everyone in the house together. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, sometimes if you can afford it, uh, if, uh, it then sometimes a, a remote personal assistant or a cleaning person or whoever, if you need it, get one. And if you can afford it, it's, it's so much better. My, my, um, my family uh, feels like you're letting down the team if you hire someone to do your cleaning for you. Yes, I'm very familiar with that feeling. Yes. Uh, but I would prefer it to get done and be a little bit less specific about who gets it done. If, if it's yours, my, my view is if it's your responsibility, it's your responsibility to see that it gets done. It does not necessarily have to be you who does the doing. So when our dryer broke, and it's been several months now, I found the local laundromat that has a laundry service, a drop-off, they wash it, they dry it, they fold it. And um, i got to be honest, the amount of time that saves me versus the cost um, has has been like even when when we can finally get the when when we do finally get the dryer repaired or replaced because apparently the repair place has forgotten about us um <laughs> or, or replaced i don't think i'm going to stop using the locally owned small business um you know family run laundry service because 
it's actually helping the local, com- you know, it's supporting a small business local. Plus, it doesn't, you know, I don't have to remember to move things from the washer to the dryer. I don't have to remember to fold, put away. I just have to pick up and then come home and put away. And since I'm the one who does the laundry, I'm still doing the laundry, right? But it's much more peace of mind, and there's and and they're so much better at it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just oh, I th- it might have been Shepard, but um, mm-hmm. or someone else who said that. But um, how much we're doing with just a few people in a household right now is an anomaly. Uh, eating outside, uh, uh, eating out somewhere, mm-hmm. um, having servants, uh, having larger families who can share out the work uh, has was a norm for a very long time. And now you have smaller yeah. families and they still have to do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, one of the things I found fascinating, and there was a UK show where the family was going to live basically as if they were um, Victorians, right? With the with you know, they had to hire a maid, they had to do all this stuff because it's a lot of work, and uh, it, to show exactly how much one how much work it was. Right, because now we're just like, oh yes, well you should stay home with the kids if you're traditional female role, blah blah blah. Um, but no one thinks about what exactly that means, right? With the soot and the ash and the having to deal with buying the food every day and um, you know cooking and making sure that all the things that involved with the children are involved with it. I mean. It was astounding and very eye-opening, right? Because yeah, I never it never sunk in for me. You know, having uh, ten kids wasn't just about making sure you had some survive. It was also you needed ten kids to manage a household or a farm. Yeah, yeah. The um, uh, the history chicks uh, they have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a podcast on the nineteen uh, fifties housewives. And it turns out just as soon as we had more mechanized uh, household appliances, what happened wasn't that you had less to do. What happened was that standards became higher. Mm -hmm. You just just need to have a clean house and uh, sparkling clothes and everything. You needed to get better at cooking. You, uh, You didn't have, not everyone had servants anymore. Uh, yeah. So everything happens. Uh, you have to make that happen. You have to learn how to make uh, drinks and and cook for the boss if he shows up for dinner. And if it doesn't, yeah, yeah, the, it was a, it was very uh, eye opening that one. Um, all right, uh, it's been over a month now, uh, but yeah, even the first episode of Wandavision. Right, with that 1950s sitcom theme, it's like the boss shows up for dinner and he's expecting a five-course meal. Because that's yeah. what you did. Yeah. Oh. Um. So, so that's, that's um, 
a, a bit of uh, uh, so so just a bit of context for people who feel guilty about maybe needing some help with that. If you can afford it and it makes you feel that much better, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. So, oh, wow. um, and, and that's, that's my <laughs> habits and, uh, the tools. I have three pages of notes and this is glorious. And <laughs> many links to add. Um, this is great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, Good. All right. Uh, all that, I guess, leads to what does a typical day look like? So if I'm working, um, mm-hmm. a lot of what I do uh, depends on if there's anything urgent. Uh, so uh, I do what they tell you not to do. I start with eating uh, with um, reading my email. Yeah. Uh, because if there is anything actively on fire, uh, if uh, if an article came out that. Um, that makes us look bad. If there's anything that happened that we need to respond to, I need to do that first. So part of it is really reactive. Uh, If nothing is actively on fire, um, which uh, that's reduced a lot lately. Um, (laughs) So yeah, my my last job had things that were on fire a little bit more often, but we're, we're good now. Uh, I only started in January, but we, we, I, I'm, I'm on much more of a weekly and monthly cycle, and it's much more predictable, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next one is: Does it have a deadline? <laughs> um, Very important. Yep. Yeah. So, um, at the beginning of the month, I need to remind people that. Towards the end of the month, we're sending out a newsletter. Maybe if you want something in there, you don't want to send that at the last minute. Um, uh, so, and every week I have a bit of time uh, for social media, a bit of time for the website. Uh, I do a bit of time boxing, but I try not to over plan because it makes me feel rebellious and then I don't want to do it. Because brains. Oh, I know. Uh, and if it's uh, if it doesn't have a deadline, uh, not even uh, uh, something uh, as a as a smaller chunk of a larger project, then I go by what do I feel like doing or what do I feel like I can I, I can do at this point. Right. So sometimes I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling very awake and maybe uh, uh, passively reading something is going to go better than trying to still get a nice uh, text out for something or other. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes I eat the frog. Sometimes I need to work (laughs) up to uh, the the, the thing I'm dreading. Uh, they, They tell you to eat the frog, but sometimes uh, that can lead to sitting around going, I can't do anything else now because I am not doing the thing. Right. Maybe I can, yeah, maybe I can I can scroll uh, on our social media feed 
or do something else that feels productive, but I can't actually do anything new because I am not doing the thing. So sometimes right. it helps to do something small and that gives you a little rush. Because we work up to it. Yeah. Yeah, and work up to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, at home, I try to have uh, three ish goals per day or per weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a couple days off and I try not to overdo it. I try to keep it to, to three goals like a week that are attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, because my, usually mine is, is something larger. Um, the document, like my, my top three this past week were, uh, 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 updates we're making to some system configurations that requires a lot of checking, um, uh, big piece of documentation I'm working on and doing revisions on with, with peer review and uh, uh, replacing my coop doors because the chickens coop doors are getting updated. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because we've got babies coming in a couple days in theory. So yeah, yeah. exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Uh, uh, anything else on sort of the, 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 what does a typical day look like? How do you decide what to do first? I, that's, uh, I, I, at work, I have this uh, software that tells you when to take breaks. Uh, so your uh, neck doesn't start to hurt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I tend to, uh, try and uh, move around a little, uh, do a little dance or something like that. Um, and usually in the evening, uh, I um, I try to get a little bit of time in. Uh, in uh, I I do aerial yoga where you have ah. like a piece of fabric in a ulip, uh and I try to at least uh, spend some time in that uh, after work. And usually I just use it as a a bit of a swing because I am. On some level, I'm kind of four, and I like to oh, yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> so I I I, uh, I did aerial yoga uh, at the studio for a while, but I now bought uh, an aerial yoga frame off of Amazon, <laughs> and there's there's a giant. We we do not have a big house, but there's a giant aerial yoga frame in our living room. So I sit in that and I try to come yeah. down uh, a little. Mm-hmm. I try not to work from home. Um, and uh, I try not to work on my official days off. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, basically that's my routine. Always a challenge. As I'm sitting here glancing to my left and, oh, look, there are alert messages from like work chats that I'm going to have to pay attention to on Monday. And don't look. Don't. Log on to that machine. <laughs> Don't look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, it's right. Sometimes, be, because I'm part-time, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I have to work on a, on a day when I would usually be at home. Mm-hmm. But I try not to. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's get to the soft and squishy questions now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the best advice 
you've been given ore and ore you would give somebody else. So um, it comes from a slightly unexpected corner. Okay. Uh, Johanna Koljanen uh, is a game designer and games theory expert. Uh, and I'm not sure if she's the one who coined it, but every, uh, she's, uh, she writes, everything is a designable surface. Um, and uh, this was mostly in the context of uh, uh, everything in a game is something you uh, decide to um, uh, do something about or not do something about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, give, it gives me permission to design my life for the requirements and the restraints that I have uh, with principles like if I can't see it, it does not exist. <laughs> right? It's, it's in, yeah. So it's, it's easy to feel kind of broken if supposedly simple things don't come easy to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I think little words like just uh, become really toxic words if you want to just do this thing, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't always have the skills or the energy or the resources to make that happen. Oh yeah. Uh, so if there, yeah. So if there's no just, not no just doing this thing, then what do I de- need to do the thing? And that lets me uh, use whatever I need to get the thing done. Uh, and not feel mm-hmm. weird about it. Some of the, the things I use, uh, I've, I've used uh, stickers for rewards. Uh, I've used colorful kitty things uh, to uh, remind me of stuff. Mm-hmm. Other people might feel self-conscious about that, and I did for a long time. But, you know, if it works, gets the job done. Everything's yeah. a designable surface, and that's a design choice I've made. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. And, Anything? Uh, yeah, the, the thing I tell people, especially mm-hmm. people I coach, mm-hmm. um, people, especially neurodivergent people, uh, sometimes feel broken mm-hmm. uh, or defective. And that's a really shitty way to feel. And the thing that I end up telling people a lot is that you're not you're not broken. You're just you just work differently than what the world's been designed for. Um, Ah, yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. So you 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 are working just fine, Um, but you're not in a context where you can. be at your best um so you're not you're not broken you just need to find out what you need and sometimes you don't have a lot of control over that and that's well if if you can't control it then you don't have to feel bad about it because it's not your fault right and if you can control it then everything in this becomes designable surface so how can you make better design decisions? Yeah, um, I, I find that, yeah, there's that's something I, I really had to figure out. Like, um, even as someone who is 
more on the neurotypical side of things. Um, that I'm not the one, like, the system didn't work for me. It's, you know, I, I went to do, like, uh, using David Allen's Getting Things Done, and it was a disaster. Um, or, you know, uh, Pomodoro never seems to work. Just, I try, and I try, <laughs> and it never seems to work quite right, right? And I have to, to take that. It's not me, it's the system. Right? That's a really hard lesson to learn. It's not that I'm failing. It's that the system doesn't work for me. That it's not my fault, it's the system's fault, and now we have to, okay, move on to the next thing. Right? Yeah. Cool. Are you ready for the last two? Yep. All right. Here we go. Uh... I'm not going to give you the spiel. You already know what, what the, the spiel around yeah. these is. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you deal with failure or missing a goal? So I used to be really, really bad at dealing with failure. Um, I am getting better at it. I used to feel a lot of shame around uh, typical ADHD goofs, and I was really hard on myself because of that. Um, and now I just try to take a moment and just go, okay, I'm feeling really, uh, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling ashamed. I'm feeling angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just feel that. Um, and, uh, maybe, maybe something, maybe it's really silly. Maybe it's not the end of the world. Uh, but I'm still feeling what I'm feeling and, you can't sustainably gaslight yourself into believing it's not a big deal if you feel like it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to trust your feelings, so you just move through it and then go, okay, this is how I feel. This is valid. Right. And, and then you can move on and go, okay, so what do I do? Um, do I need to change anything in the way I do things? Uh, do I need to stop something? Do I need to start something? Do I need to tell someone about it? Do I need to apologize, make up for it? Um, but it's important to feel what you feel. And that sounds really touchy-feely. Uh but it helps you be more in touch and it helps you notice when you feel like that a lot and maybe that's a pattern and maybe you need to do something about that. Yep. Uh, they make, um, there are so many mood trackers out there that can really help with that. If it seems like yeah. you're f- feeling what you feel a lot, maybe you should look for that pattern. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're not, maybe you're not, down a lot, maybe you're actually depressed. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I use that uh, every now and then uh, as well if I think it, it uh, needs looking into. Yeah. You, you have apps and things uh, that, that prompt you to uh, log how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some of them are just as... I need to. I need to look to see if there's one for an app that's just going to pop up uh, a, a quick thing that says, how do you feel right now? And just, you know, tap the thing and then get on with it, right? 
Um, so yeah. it's not open a specific app or, or something. Um, especially if it works with the, with the watch, because, oh my god, the watch has become my second most important digital device, and it angers me still. Uh. <laughs> Why does it make you angry? Because it's so good. <laughs> I I have spent like I have been trying the smartwatch thing since you know like the Pebbles first started coming out and the Fitbits and it's like yeah this is really cool but I wish it did X and I wish it did Y and sometimes they worked really well and sometimes they didn't and you had to sync with you know and finding the apps and whatever and then last year when I got the iPhone I saw that I could get a a um, uh, Damage box return Apple Watch for a steep discount, so I did. And now I've been mad at myself about how good it is and how I should have just broken down and gotten the damn Apple Watch in the first place <laughs> instead of you know, wasting time and money on all the other things. Um, but no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's from. A, I guess, an assistive device for someone who has attention issues or whatever, it's great because it's just right there. It's in your, it can be in your face. It can be as complicated or simple as you want it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still considering picking one of those up, maybe a refurbed one or something. Oh, well, for, and for me, I'm hearing rumors about this year's model that make it, make it like, oh, I guess it might be an upgrade time because the health features they've incorporated for someone like me who has some, uh, who has chronic conditions, um, it's like, yeah, it's actually really great when it can tell me that um, my heartbeat is whatever. The new, last year's model has the, the blood oxygen sensor in it. So you don't have to clip the little thing to your, your finger anymore. Um, the rumor that gets me excited is, and I'm, I'm, you know, is that they're going to add glucose monitoring. Oh, that would be great. I mean, you've got diabetes, so. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it's just like if they added that to the watch, it wasn't all of the extra I have to go through, even with the the sensor on my arm. You know, um, if I can use my watch for that, that just takes all the friction out. It's like, you know, wow. Uh, it's it's just astounding the the things they're doing, um, uh, especially on the health front. So, although I just wish like when I was out working, in, you know, like building things in the garden with Ursula, it would it would treat that as exercise and not walking. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, also it has it. I don't know if you knew about this. It has a it. It has a breathe. I don't know if you can read that. It has a breathe reminder on it. Oh, it's upside down. And all right. Yeah, but but it's like take a minute to breathe. Uh, a couple yeah. times a day, and it's just, I'm going to tell it to uh, to dismiss for now because we're in the middle of the thing. Um, but it will pop up and say, "Okay, take a breath. Stop. Focus on your breathing for a minute." And that's really important for your mental health. If if you know, just clear it out. And just focus on that, and then, you know, go back to what can you were I, doing. Can I go on a brief tangent? <laughs> yeah, tangent me. So, um, uh, a lot of uh, people will tell you to breathe. Um, a lot of yoga and mindfulness, there's a lot of things about breathing. Um, 
you have in a body there are two systems uh one of them is basically running by itself and the other is conscious and the breath is like the one thing that connects the two you you maybe you notice mm-hmm. um but it's it's one of the few things you can do uh along with uh things like posture and things that uh influence the parts that you're mostly not able to influence so it does a lot for your mood uh it does a lot for your stress levels and things like that because it's a thing you can consciously do that also hooks into the unconscious bits of your your stress levels your digestion and all the processes that sort of run in the background without you really having to do anything about it so that's why breathing is such a thing it's not just because we like to tell you to breathe right <laughs> <laughs> and and a lot of people don't think about that you just you you just think of the calming effect of oh if i can just sit here and focus on the one thing and sort of let the stress go and whatever but it isn't it's also that in doing that you're you're impacting things like your heart rate will slow down your uh yeah your your stress levels will slow down your digestion posture i think has more to do with digestion than breathing but i'm not saying breathing is completely out of the picture but yeah no there's a whole lot of it that happens that we think is a silly oh this is a silly exercise why would i do that but there's a whole lot going on under the hood right exactly yeah so wow so let's talk about celebrating cuz you already yeah. talked a little bit about it you get you get celebrating in asana do you celebrate your successes i'm guessing the answer is yes and if so how and i hope it's more than just the narwhal on asana all the narwhals help uh so um i used to be really crappy at uh, celebrating my successes uh and i'm better now uh for little things i try to do uh, a little dance or a little song um it's actually kind of fun to see that um there's there's a hashtag uh hashtag handmade hustle it's a little dance uh, mostly uh for people who sew when you finish the thing and you do a little dance in your new uh in your new make uh so I'm not the only one who likes to do that <laughs> um, a life or dance for birders like every oh, time every time Tina uh, our friend Tina is the one who 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 brought it to our attention but every time Tina sees a new bird and for Tina that's a big deal at this point or sees a good bird she'll do a little dance and if someone is getting like the first sighting they've had of this bird a lifer then she makes them do the dance and will do the dance with them so it's uh it's like yeah that's that's a big thing if you're a birder like i have never seen such and such before do a little dance cuz i saw the bird <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. so and if it's if it's something bigger um Sometimes I give myself nice tea uh or colorful socks. Um men's colorful socks are usually on sale a lot and I have bigish feet so get men's <laughs> socks they're cheaper. Uh yeah, sometimes I I buy fabric or patterns or sewing gadgets mm-hmm. uh or planner finalia stickers, stamps. So that's that's how I celebrate mostly. 
And sometimes I just go to a person and explain what I'm, what I did and why it is impressive and why they should be happy for me. And generally they are. So that's good. Yeah. That, and that's an important one, you know, like, Hey, I did a, a, a cool thing here. Let me share that with you. And, um, you know, if you have a friend who, who appreciates it, go, that's really awesome. You did great. That's a whole nother dopamine hit. Right. Um, if you have somebody who's just like, whatever, uh, then, you know, maybe find somebody else to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it has to be someone who uh, who will be happy for you. But sometimes you need to explain that, that you remembering to do the thing is a big deal and it's not just a thing that happens. Taking it all the way back to the beginning, maybe that's something your accountability partner should be doing. You know, and as an accountability partner, you should also be doing it. Oh, did you finish? You did? That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, that's that's how I uh, how I celebrate. Oh, um, that's everything. Yeah. We made it. Um, how, um, where can we find you online? Where can we find out? Uh, more where uh, if you are comfortable sharing i mean i'm not gonna push you on that yeah no um <laughs> uh i i also have two very short things i want to say after i Absolutely. say that yeah um so uh i'm at my coaching business uh is hopefully going to be in english by the time this gets posted uh, <laughs> at big damn uh, big damn heroes dot nl ain't we just it. Uh, because, yeah, no, if, if people decide to look into, you know, being more themselves, mm -hmm. then really go you, because sometimes that's not easy. And sometimes you've gotten a lot of shit for just being who you are and just go you. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, just okay. type my name. Uh, I'm on Instagram, but I mostly lurk, so there's not much to see. So uh, I won't uh, won't put that one in. <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's almost baby chicken time, so mine may be picking yeah. back up. So yeah. Um, yeah. All right, you had two things for us. Two short things. Um, so uh, I said uh, I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a white woman in a country that has decent healthcare and I still didn't get diagnosed mm -hmm. until I was 30 because I don't look uh, like people's image of someone with ADHD. Um, now imagine being a black woman with ADHD and getting called maybe lazy or, mm -hmm. um, you know, rebellious for having ADHD. So I would like to give a shout out to uh, Renee Brooks. Uh, of uh, Black Girl Lost Keys mm -hmm. and Sandra at uh, the ADHD Good Life because they do a lot of good work for uh, ADHD intersectional uh, coaching and resources. Mm -hmm. Figured I'd get that one in. <laughs> and um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, if you don't if you don't get a uh, get a diagnosis, you can't get uh, a lot of help. Yeah, and and even for then, for me it was worth it. Yeah, 
Yeah, and there is there is that at, certainly here in America that those the that implicit bias and racial um, racist preconceived notions that make it extra difficult, um, and uh, even uh, down to the just getting standard regular. I'm putting that in air quotes because it is the U.S. medical system, and <laughs> we all know how that works. But you know, regular medical care, um, you know, something that a a white heterosexual male would get like almost immediate attention and whatever for, if it is occurring in an African American or a black woman. Um, it might be sort of blown off, like, no, you're making that up, and it's that's complete shit. So, yeah. 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 There are things a little bit more lighthearted. Okay. LARP. LARP. Uh, so LARP, it's fun. It's cooperative. Um, many LARPs have gone online, so you have no excuse. Uh <laughs> <laughs> if you have an if if you have a decent internet connection, um, there's uh, if you're interested in more character-driven games, mm-hmm. uh, you could start at nordiclarp.org. We'll send you the link. Um, there's I think a bi-yearly conference uh, in uh, in the US that's called Living Games mm-hmm. uh, that looks into that kind of game. And uh, if you're interested in running something yourself, uh, there's the Golden Cobra competition where you can win a spray-painted taxidermy golden cobra. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, you can send in basically a pre-made adventure uh, Mm -hmm. for a LARP. So it has all the resources you need to run one. And they can be small parlor LARPs that you can do with a few people. Yeah. Um, and those are free to download and use uh, with credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have a, a bubble and you're bored, uh, <laughs> I can recommend running some of those games. Um, I uh, I played, there's a fanfic for that. Uh, and the Murder of Crows. Uh, and the was by uh, some of the original writers uh, at uh, a Nordic LARP conference, and it was great fun. So you don't have to be, uh, it, it doesn't have to be very deep. You can find all sorts of themes, uh, and you don't have to be experienced to run them because uh, info is in there. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, my, my big thing is because I'm our GM is I'm, I find it harder to find games to play in, not games to run. So, yeah, it's this is. I'll probably check it out. Um, this would be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Especially if it's not. Especially if it's not, you know, your standard World of Darkness or, or fantasy things. So, cool. Um, yeah. There was also a game where you play rocks, like literally boulders. It sounded like it was a lot of fun, but it was the game next to me, so I didn't. It's one of the Goldberg games. You're gonna have to do a bit of. I, I forget the name. Yeah. Um, well, I have. Uh, I have. Um, it's. This is very similar, I guess. Uh, I have the Warren, um, which is you are. It's not like you're anthropomorphic bunnies, but you're like 
rabbits in Rabbit Society. It's more, I guess, Watership Down than Cartoon. Yeah. And so yeah, um, it's a fascinating. Uh, it's a fascinating game by a local-ish company. So. Um. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that's that's uh, that's it. Do you? Thank- I was going to say, do you have a, a charity you you support? Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I uh, would like to uh, mention uh, healthcare without harm. Uh, when you become a doctor, you, you sometimes you there's an oath that you will do no harm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in fact, uh, the healthcare sector, at least in our country, causes about 7% of all um CO2 emissions, for instance, uh, yeah, yeah. of the entire country, and there's a there's a lot of waste happening. Wow. Yeah. Um, so healthcare without harm uh, uh, supports uh, medical staff and uh, hospital uh, administrators in um, working towards more sustainable healthcare. Mm-hmm. And they're worldwide, so you can donate to your local branch oh cool so yay awesome i i do like sustainable things um so you know and anything we can do to reduce the impact of global warming and if you're listening to this and have reached this or not global warming climate change and if you're listening to this and believe that climate change is not heavily influenced by man's actions perhaps you are listening to the wrong podcast um but uh yeah no absolutely that's great stuff absolutely fantastic um and i will certainly put the links to that in in the show notes and we'll talk about it after the break um Thank you so much. You're welcome. Absolutely awesome. Um, and I'm sorry, uh, I ran a little long. <laughs> wait until you. Yeah, um, we're recording this yeah. one weeks before I do the one with Sigurd Ellis, and I'm going to tell you when you hear that one, you're going to just be blown away. But it's also a longer one, but it, it's so worth it. Um, thank you so much. Uh, this was awesome. And uh, for the people listening at home, we will be right back after this. I had a great time talking to uh, Janu, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Uh, absolutely a blast. And, uh, you know, there's a couple things I've sort of been, uh, you know, looking at. Not that I, you know, I'm going to be rushing out to join any LARPs, but <laughs> some of the game design ideas are really good, right? And some of the storylines that, that end up happening because it's, it's a collaborative storytelling environment are fantastic. So... I uh, just wanted to kind of kind of say that.
Uh, we have, you know, the, the links in the show notes, and we also have a link to our charity spotlight this week. Yes, because as we say, you can go to Productivity Alchemy, you can find ways to support us, but rather than give us money, give it to these people. Yes. Yes. And I'm, doing that, I'm doing that before the word this week. Okay. Right. Uh, because I, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about this one. All um, right. The charity this week is Healthcare Without Farm, or Without Harm, right? Now, it covers a whole wide range of issues from food to sustainable products uh, to how hospitals and medical centers can become like local hubs to drive these sustainability efforts. Hospitals produce a lot of waste. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hospitals burn a lot of waste. It's uh, just astounding. And from, you know, the one hand, I understand why some things are disposable. Yeah, yeah right, you, you, you know, one use, right. But. Yeah. Uh, but, and you know, I know that like needles get super sterilized, but that doesn't necessarily follow with the packaging it's in. Yeah. Right. A lot of that's plastic and, and non-recyclable. Another thing is that, you know, uh, at least in the States, in order to save costs, they buy industrial based foods. And one of the things healthcare without harm is working towards in their, their US and Canada is more locally sourced foods yeah, cool. to provide sustainable options to help with the local community and things like that and provide healthier meals. Right. And that's just like the beginning of what they're doing. That's, uh, you know, climate and health and uh, restorative health care and the chemicals that are used there are some really nasty chemicals that maybe we don't necessarily need to use but they've always been used for medicines right you know um and what to do about toxic materials that uh, are kind of necessary for a lot of this work right and managing the waste as i said uh i'm really excited to be saying you know go click that make a donation button for your region like they're they're and they're global. It's not just here. They've got uh, efforts in Asia and Europe, and here in the U.S. and just all over uh, the world. Um, uh, and not to leave out like South America and uh, Africa, Africa. Yeah, all of those. Um, it's uh, it's just astounding all of the work they're doing and the initiatives they're they're working towards to. Help make healthcare not destroy the planet. Right? Right. Love that. Okay. So what's our word? So our word this week is LARP Kanban. <laughs> L-A-R-P-K-A-N-B-A-N. Um, because uh, Janu talked about using Kanban boards. And also has all this planning. Um and yeah, definitely, you know, check that out. Uh, well, better a LARP Kanban than a Kanban LARP. Uh, yes. Oh my God, they, I just had an idea for work. I'll I'll, I'll write that down. In Does it involve all of your coworkers dressing up as Post-it notes and standing no. next to a wall? No. Because that would be what a Kanban LARP would be like, wouldn't it? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. No, I'm 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 having thoughts about organizational systems and how a lot of organizations are actually doing sort of like a LARP for agile practices and for uh, uh, those sorts of things. They're, they're, it's like, here's the thing we dress up to do for the meeting and then we go and ignore it all when we go back to our desks to get 
worked on. And uh, anyway, that's, that's, that's a whole other discussion. I'm going to want to kind of like, uh, gel on that one for a while. Cause it's a, it's a really interesting thought to me in, in how that works. Anyway, uh, you can go to productivityalchemy.com, type in LARP Kanban in the little box for badge codes and claim a badge. And you can also go there and find out all about badges, what they are, how they work, why you want them, that kind of thing. Yeah. As well as links to the charity and show notes. And and, yeah, and I'm always impressed like uh, at the people who have gone through and gotten as many of the badges as they possibly can. Um, I think y'all are just like awesome. <laughs> so Well, we know that. Yeah. Uh, like we said, there's a support link. Ignore it unless you really, 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 really feel the need to. Otherwise, go to uh, noharm.org and help out Healthcare Without Harm. Yep. They need it more than we do. And yeah, that's everything. Cool. So y'all have a, like have a great week or do your best to have a great week. I am in the planning processes of getting the next several months of guests all lined up and recorded. It's going to be awesome. I am so excited about some of this stuff. And, uh, you know, from me to you, welcome to year five and do your best to uh, stay productive. Woo!